listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. to the Beyond the SIG podcast, powered by the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association. The PPA is a leading voice of pharmacy, promoting the profession through advocacy, education, and communication to enhance patient care and public health. So that's really cool to come here full circle to do this conference and have you on the podcast. I'm so happy to have you on. We're so proud of you. Oh, thank you guys. Happy to be here. (laughs) So um, tell us a little bit about what brought you here today. Yes, so as Isabel mentioned, I was um, on her rotation at Wise Pharmacy in Schnecksville, and I was given the opportunity to come and present at this conference today by one of the other preceptors, Dr. Nicole Pizzino. So, of course, I was so excited to jump on that opportunity. Um, We're presenting today a little bit about diabetes prevention program, recruitment, retention, and engagement 101 is the actual title. So we're talking about our experience on that rotation at WISE on how we talked to patients, recruited them, different techniques, and then 
a little bit of our um, co-presenters are going to go into how to retain those and then how to function in your program. Yeah, so Elena and I did a lot of community outreach during the month that she was with me on rotation at WISE, um, and we're going to talk a lot about what we did while she was on that rotation, and I think it's really cool to get a student's perspective, especially that you're doing a CE um, during your last year of pharmacy school, so that's really cool. Um, tell us a little bit more about what you did on that rotation and why you liked it. Yeah, so I've always been interested in community pharmacy and specifically in the grocery store because that's where I work on my daily basis, but um, at the rotation it gave me a huge insight into the patient care we can do just at the store. So we had different blood pressure screenings or blood glucose screenings just out in the aisles talking to patients. Um, we, as Edsabelle mentioned, were out in the community a lot at different expos, talking to patients. We went to senior homes to do screening. So it was a lot of patient interaction, counseling, all that good stuff. Yeah, we did a lot. And we actually overlapped with Rachel for a little while there for a couple of days. So she was able to see some of those screenings as well. Helena, to backtrack a little bit, what got you interested in pharmacy and why do you want to be a pharmacist? So I've always had the influence of healthcare in my life because my mom's a nurse and my dad's a doctor, and I never really wanted to go directly into those fields, so I stumbled upon the field of pharmacy, and here I am today. Um, I think ever since I started pharmacy school, I've been a lot more motivated and inspired in my reasoning to be here, just how accessible a pharmacist is to the patient. We're always there for them, like, and I just appreciate what pharmacists can do for their community. So I've had a lot more better reasoning now that I've started pharmacy school than before I came into it. I totally agree. I think for me, I really didn't know what I wanted to do in high school. And when someone offered up pharmacy, I just ran with it because I didn't know what else to do. And then once I was actually in school and I got involved, I started to understand what an amazing profession it is, and then I became so proud to be in school to be doing it. And now, as a new practitioner, and listening to some of these amazing speakers, like the keynote address, and when Tom Franco talks, um, I feel such a sense of pride to be a pharmacist and to be surrounded by the people at this conference, specifically at PPA. You are surrounded by so many amazing people at this conference. I can't wait to see what you do in the future with your involvement already as just a student. I'm only going to go <laughs> up from here. Yeah, if you do a CE as a P4, I assume you'll do some CEs as a new practitioner. Oh, that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking some time to sit down with us. I know you're doing your appies far away in Florida, so we appreciate you coming back up to Pennsylvania to be with us today. Definitely worth the ride. <laughs> thank you, Elena. Thanks, guys. Our next awesome guest is Dr. Chris Antipas. Could you please introduce yourself for us? Sure. Hey, nice to be with you. Nice to chat with you. So Chris Antipas, I'm a pharmacist and pharmacy owner at Asti South Hills Pharmacy in Pittsburgh. Uh, our family of pharmacies over at Asti's, we have a retail pharmacy, a long-term care pharmacy, a 340B pharmacy, and we also have a specialty pharmacy. So have our hands in a few different areas of the pharmacy world in uh, Pittsburgh. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about your involvement in PPI. I know you're super involved here. 
Yeah, so I'm currently the president-elect for PPA, and I've been on the board of directors for, I don't even know, maybe four or five years uh, as a Southwest director, an independent director. I've, I've held a few different roles on the board of directors, and looking forward to the next couple of years where I'll, I'll serve as president for this great organization. But I don't know, it just something triggered, uh, clicked maybe seven or eight years ago when I looked at some of my colleagues that were members of PPA and saw some of the things they were doing, and I questioned why I, I wasn't really active and involved, and took, took that opportunity to reach out to some of those colleagues, become a member, and start attending the various events and conferences that they have across the state. And since then, I haven't looked back. I mean, the reality is that there are so many great people in, in, our, in our state that are a part of this organization that you don't really get to connect with otherwise. And they're from different walks of life, different industries within pharmacy. And I think that when you, for me personally, as an independent pharmacy owner, kind of get stuck in your bubble and you don't get to see what else is going on. But practically, we're all pharmacists, right? And pharmacy technicians. And we're trying to improve things. We're trying to do better and advance our profession. But they're without the collaboration from folks within industry, within managed care, within hospital, from the chains, we're, if we're, we're not united, we're less likely to move an agenda forward. And so PPA, to me, has really been about finding the alignment across the various sectors of our profession and moving those forward together. We may have our own separate agenda or niche type of uh, items, but over, over, there's an overwhelming uh, commonality between pharmacists in our, in our state and our commonwealth that PPA opens up the door to, to advance and, and move our profession forward. I just want to mention that I think the theme here at this conference and the theme here between talking to everybody as our guests is togetherness and coming together. And I just want to emphasize that as we've heard that over and over and over again, Rachel and I, in all these conversations. So it's really nice that you bring that up as well. Sure. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about where you see community pharmacy going. Where do you see independent pharmacy going in the next 10 years? Yeah, so community pharmacy, I think we would all agree that it plays a really critical role in the public health of our communities across this country. And I think that what it has been, been evident to me in recent years, and it's just it's a theme that is, is continuing to grow and evolve, is that we're, we're doing a better job, I think, of separating drug costs from the conversation of the value of the pharmacist in the community. When you have these billionaires like Mark Cuban that come up with a cost plus pharmacy and it, it garners a lot of interest, I think what, what folks, stakeholders are realizing is that there's an, a, an appetite to do cost plus with any pharmacy. Pretty much all of us are willing to, uh, in the community pharmacy space, engage in a cost plus arrangement where we're passing through the costs that we incur to buy drugs. And I think that the future of pharmacy rests on our ability to be successful in that effort to expand pass-through pricing on drug products and separating the value that we bring 
into a category where we get compensated for that value. And that value is not necessarily doing any type of special service. It just may be helping a patient, some would argue that this is a special service, but helping a patient to take their medication correctly, you know, ensuring that they are taking it regularly. Uh, something as simple as that will ultimately be rewarded, if you will, in the patient's total health improving and, and a reduction of their total cost of care. So I think that I hope to see an increased amount of accountability placed on the pharmacist and a corresponding compensation for the effort to improve uh, these metrics that are relevant to the patient, to the provider, to the health plan, the payers, uh, and even to the manufacturers of the drugs. So I think your, your comments around togetherness, I think it applies even beyond the, the notion of pharmacists working together, but also stakeholders that you know, recognize that we're, we're pretty much on an unaffordable track for healthcare. We've got to do something a little bit differently, and we, we can't pass up the opportunity to, to leverage providers that are accessible in the communities where these patients live, work, where they play, you know, et cetera, where they raise their families. The pharmacists, community pharmacists, are a huge resource, and I hope to see them leverage more and more in the future in these, you know, type of innovative or unique payment models. Chris, thank you so much for all that. That is exactly what we wanted to hear. So thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're really sure. busy. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Dr. Tom Franco, I'm an associate professor at the Nesbitt School of Pharmacy at Wilkes University, and I am the immediate past president of the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association. Great, well thank you so much for being here with us. Could you tell us about your last year as the president? We had a really great year last year. When I sit back and think about everything that we accomplished, a lot of people might think of it as a lofty goal, and lofty but probably a bit too ambitious. But I sit back and say, but we did it all. So our biggest accomplishment was that we created a new strategic plan that's going to completely re-envision what PPA is. So we're going to be a PPA that represents everybody. We're a PPA that has one voice for all of pharmacy. It doesn't matter what, what, what practice setting you're in. You're going to be represented here. There's a home for you here. And we have a strategic plan that's going to position us well over the next three years to make that a reality. That was just the first of many things that we did, and it couldn't have been possible without our membership and our staff and our, our wonderful board. So I am immensely grateful for everything we did last year. So that goes out to um, all of our members. Thank you all so much for being members of PPA, and if you aren't yet, feel free to sign up. Yeah, that was gonna be my next question. I love what you said about the one voice for all of pharmacy. How can all of pharmacy get involved? It really comes down to, when we think about it this way, I'll put it, that the founders of pharmacy, for how many disagreements that were probably in existence back in the day, there was always this one common belief that we are one profession, and that we, that we will rise and fall as one. And moving forward, we realized that pharmacy is really at this precipice of change where we have an opportunity to either just stay where we are, and probably let change pass us, or 
be brave and go forward. And the only way we can go forward is if we do it together. So it's possible that there may come some type of legislation or advocacy effort or whatever that benefits you, not at all. It might benefit your work environment, zero. But it could benefit the profession immensely. So that means you need to get behind that type of policy. You need to advocate for that. It might not benefit you, but it benefits the, it benefits the collective people. And that's what we talk about when we talk about together. If it wasn't for togetherness, nothing that we have now, all of the good, all the legislative wins, your salary, whatever, would not exist. We have to remember that going forward. So that sacrifice on your end to go to your legislator, donate to the PAC, be a member of PPA, that's what it's going to take in order for us to collectively go forward as well. I love that you talk about togetherness because that is literally the whole conference. That is the theme today. <laughs> so, Tom, where do you see pharmacy headed? Where do you see us in five to ten years from now? There's a lot of places that I, I think we could be. I think that when I look at the legislative advocacy efforts that we're doing, both at the state level and at the national level, provider status certainly is part of it. But I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. I think that we ultimately, and COVID for as, as horrible as COVID was and still is, COVID demonstrated the necessity of access to healthcare, the ability for pharmacists to bring care to the most at-risk patients, whether that be people who are incredibly rural. You think of Pennsylvania. There, it, it is massively a rural state. And there's a lot of inner cities, high-rises, seniors that are at risk. Pharmacists were the people who saved the day. The vast majority of the U.S. population have COVID vaccines because of pharmacists. There Can we repeat no that? Say that again. The vast majority <laughs> of the, not Pennsylvania, the U.S. population are vaccinated because of pharmacists. You know, the President of the United States credited pharmacists with getting vaccines into people's arms. If I can get an amen and an applause. <laughs> like, what, no matter what you think about whomever the person is, the office of the presidency has said pharmacists were the reason behind this. That makes me so proud to be a pharmacist. That, that is amazing that we were able to do that. So I think it's realizing all that pharmacists can do. So going forward, I think that we're going to become in a position where, I, and I think it's going to all come back to reimbursement. Reimbursement ultimately will not be based upon the number of products dispensed, but based on the quality of the service provided. And I think we're going to start using things like our star metrics and other types of measures in order to generate revenue for pharmacists to get away from this way we bypass PBMs, we bypass the whole reimbursement model, all of this stuff. That goes out the window. Yeah, that'll still be there. But we'll have the ability, and COVID has given us the ability to say we can do it, the opportunity to start providing quality patient care to fill a primary care gap. They're anticipating over 50,000-plus primary care provider shortage in Pennsylvania wow. over the next few years. We have the ability to do that. So when I hear people say, you're going to detract care, you're not trained enough to do it, I'm calling shenanigans because we've had the last two years of data to show we didn't, and in no way, shape, or form do pharmacists want to be a physician. We'd have gone to medical school if we wanted to be a physician. 
we're here to supplement and continue to help physicians achieve their goal of providing care to patients. So when I, I hear people saying, no, you can't, I say, hey, our hands are open to you and we have the data now to show we can do it. Like, let's get on the same team, bring us into the game here. We're ready to do it. So I think there's a lot of opportunity ahead and for the horribleness that was the last three years. We have so much potential and together, together we can make it happen. I think the future is bright. It is. You're making me excited. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Tom. Happy to be here. Thank you for listening to another episode of Beyond the SIG. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and others on the Pharmacy Podcast Network on any of your favorite podcast directories.